one. And welcome back to the Constitutionals Podcast. I'm your host, Chad White. If you didn't know, this is the premier podcast for the website, cpluscomedy.com. Like I just said, it's a website. Go there. Episode 238. Uh, you know, actually, quite frankly, uh, 237 has been recorded and it has not been released yet. <laughs> it's a little behind the scenes uh, that I have a backlog of things I need to throw out into the ether but here we are episode 238 of this um, the simpsons as i said the constitutionals podcast well speaking of the simpsons um i just saw bob's burgers movie just saw it saw it on sunday uh, and it, it it was it's a fantastic film i uh, wish there was a more diverse cast um but, <laughs> but it was, it's very funny and i will be in the, this week's episode of news time if if i'm smart is going to come out and will be about uh, or the episode that's supposed to be out at this time. I'm two episodes behind. So <laughs> it's, uh, it's going to be about how, uh, or the, the move, the TV, TV shows that have been made into movies. Um, and, uh, quite frankly, I think in terms of polish, I think the Bob's Burgers movie is the, a cut above the rest. Uh, and that is uh, saying something cause I, I, I just rewatched the Simpsons movie. I, I think I watched that movie like once a year at this point, but I just rewatched that movie before I saw this, uh, the Bob's Burgers movie. And the Simpsons movie, uh, very funny, very good, I d- but it is very, it's short. It's short, and it and uh, at some points it goes a little too fast to be, to feel complete. I like the, like my, in particular, my favorite part is uh, when, uh, and the movie was made in 2008, so if you, or 2007, so if you haven't seen it, then you can go see it before, before I ruin it for you. There's a part where, uh, uh, the town of Springfield is about to be destroyed, uh, blown up, and Marge and the kids decide to go back to Springfield to help the people. Homer decides not to. He says no. And uh, he comes back from going... I don't know, it's going to ruin the joke. He, come, he comes back from leaving. <laughs> he, he goes to a place, and it's really familiar, and he comes back, and uh, Marge and the kids are gone, but on on the bed is a tape that says it's their it's their uh, their wedding night. Homer and Marge's wedding night, and she let she recorded over their wedding to tell him uh, that she can't do this anymore, and she has to die in Springfield with the people that she loves, and she'll do that, and then leave her husband, and she'll do that. Anyway, uh, very sad. It's very slow, and I enjoyed that part, and and and, and, it, and if it creates emotion, it, it starts it starts emotion in your body. Uh, and then for the for the Bob's Burgers movie, uh, look at all this <laughs> more diversity in the Simpsons movie cast, more diversity in South Park. Uh, the Bob's Burgers movie, it, it it's a hundred and six, a hundred and two minutes rather. It's uh it's longer. It's I think it you know including credits is probably uh, about ten minutes longer than uh, Nova just walked between my legs because she was hungry. It's about ten minutes longer than uh, than the Simpsons movie, but it's a lot. It's a it feels a lot more fleshed out and. You know, part of that might be because they've been holding on this movie for two years now. And I did read in the New York Times they had a magazine profile of Lauren Bouchard, the creator of the Simpsons movie. And uh, and he did indicate that they spent some time polishing the movie. And uh, I'm sure, you know, animation takes a long time. I'm sure they, they already had the like you know when it was ready to go they already had you know 98% of the movie that it is today but there's an extra 2% where they could tighten up some songs or tighten up some animation or uh or just you know write better jokes and it, you know what this is and also I, I was just I'm about halfway through again a movie I've seen just like the Simpsons movie a hundred thousand times which is the South Park bigger longer and uncut uh, and and that movie that was 1999, I believe, right? Let me see, South Park, bigger. I don't know why she walks around and pretends she's like the hungriest thing in the world. <laughs> yeah, 1999, June 23rd. I was uh, six years old, about to turn when it came out. No, June 30th, June 23rd when it came out in the Chinese theater. June 30th in America, United States, worldwide, uh, or. United, United. Well, you know, United States is America. 
it, it is worldwide. Uh, United States and Canada, June thirtieth. So I, I just turned six. Did I do the math right? Yeah, I just turned six. I think. Yeah, whatever. Who cares? And uh, and and again, that movie, just like the Simpsons movie, is very fast. Um, but the, for Bob's Burgers, it's you know what? Speaking of which, uh, South Park. Uh, there, it's like <laughs> there's like two generations of South. There's like there's two generations of Family Guy. Like so, uh, on FX, they play obviously uh, marathons of King of the Hill, Family Guy, and, and Simpsons and Bob's Burgers. But uh, I and I, I'll, I'll catch a lot of old. Hey, no, no, ma'am. I catch a lot of old, um, uh, old Family Guy that way, uh, and because they play a lot of new Family Guy. For some anyway, I catch a lot of old Family Guy that way, and it that show and South Park it just used to be. You know, jokes of the time, and and uh, and not you know they're they can be specific and funny and pointed, uh, but they're not you know trying to hurt anybody. And then I look at, I look at, I just finished the uh, the South Park streaming wars, the special on uh, on uh, Paramount Plus, and Jesus, like that is, I'm glad they want to try new. Uh, I mean, and they've been doing this style of. Um, storytelling for about f- four or five years at this point i'm glad they want to or maybe even longer than that but i'm glad they want to do that but god bless it is not good it is it's so it's so boring and then it's it's boring and it's unfunny and then you know and at points it can just be um frustrating and uh angry and and you know you when, you when you get to a point in comedy where you're doing where you're doing things out of anger it just doesn't make sense anyway uh it's but the movie, man, it's it stands the test of time, except for except for this one part where Terrence and Philip. If you know what the movie's about, it's about um, it's an R-rated film, and it's uh, the boys and the kids in the town hear you know all these curse words in the Terrence and Philip movie. Terrence and Philip are going to be hanged, uh, and 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 the boys go to try and save him. Meanwhile, Kenny is in hell because he died, and Satan. And Saddam Hussein, 1999, are about to are, are going to take over the world. Anyway, um, there was a there's a point where Terrence and Philip appear on Conan O'Brien's uh, show, and Brooke Shields is the guest, <laughs> and it's just it's just it just sits in 1999. And also, uh, George Clooney's in the movie as the doctor who tries to save Kenny's life, which is something that always stands out to me. It's crazy. They never have guest stars anyway the south park bigger longer and uncut movie the simpsons movie they're very good they're good movies and i and i was just watching it i could i could still quote it even though i probably haven't seen it in uh, years uh and i own it i love it but i just, it's just haven't seen it in years and i can still quote it you know i can still sing the songs by heart it's crazy anyway the simpsons movie good but the bob's burgers movie is just leagues like streets streets above what what you know these other tv to uh uh movie <laughs> have done it's but it's still but i i mean I, I can't i can't believe it anyway they were able to translate that show and one thing i want to do i do want to say about bob's burgers movie south park and uh, the simpsons movie uh is that uh reviewers often say in their reviews that this feels like a longer version of the show and uh you know what <laughs> It does not. You're very wrong about that. That's a very wrong thing. I, it's Bob's Burgers in particular had, uh, they all have beginning, middles, and ends, but Bob's Burgers in particular had great A story, like a great A story, which is the restaurant. There's a sinkhole in front of the restaurant. And then uh, a great B story, which is, which quite frankly, is they, they want to make it seem like uh, everybody's got their own story, but it's really a movie about Louise. There's a lot of Louise in the movie. Uh, like it is her movie, <laughs> frankly, frankly, it's, it's Louise, the movie. Uh, and, and, and so I guess her be the B story would be her trying to prove that she's not a child because she wears those pink ears. And then, uh, and then, you know, Jane and Tina get their own stories that kind of interweave with Louise's, uh, to, to some effect. And then, uh, and then the parents obviously are Linda Berger and Bob Berger are just, <laughs> Anyway, and then the stuff with the uh, with the fish odors. Like, I can't believe that they got all that time. You know, speaking of, and then, you know, even for the Simpsons movie, which I should bring up the Wikipedia. 
that one, there's a lot of stuff in that. Like, I can't believe they gave a lot of time to certain characters. <laughs> like, it's it's crazy how uh, there's a lot of uh, you know there there are uh, there are characters that you know in the TV show have you know whole episodes dedicated to them, uh, but then. But then there are, you know, characters in this in this movie that I think were maybe, you know, uh, like Professor Frank only got like a couple of lines. Uh, Cletus <laughs> Cletus gets his own things, and uh, it's Mr. Burns is Mr. Burns and Smithers are barely in the movie when they probably should be uh, pr- uh, prominently, you know, featured in the movie. It's crazy. Kent Brockman has a lot to do in the movie, and uh, I, it, the Flanders are given. You know, it's 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 good. Anyway. That's what I like. Uh, anyway, the, the movie, all the movies are good. I really enjoyed Bob's Burgers movie. I can't wait to see it again. Um, uh, and it feels like a movie. You know, South Park, Bigger, Longer, and Uncut, and The Simpsons movie, they don't feel like long episodes. Uh, uh, South Park, in particular, does not look like a movie. It doesn't have the shading that, you know, when Teen Titans go to the movies and The Simpsons movie and even Bob's Burgers, the movie, uh, when, when, those came, when those have come out, they add the shading to their to their characters that makes it look like it's a big it's a big deal, um, but for South Park they looks exactly like South Park did in 1999, uh, and then for the Simpsons movie and the Bob's Burgers movie, like those feel like actual movies. South Park feels like an instance, but it is a movie. It doesn't feel like episodes, but it does feel like an instance. And Bob's Burgers feels like the most complete version of all of those. Um, and then I had to Google the character from the Bob's Burgers movie. I had to make sure that. Uh, a character that David Wayne plays was actually in the TV show. And he was. I guess. I don't know. I don't remember those episodes. Bob's Burgers has entered Family Guy and Simpsons and South Park and King of the Hill territory and Futurama territory where it has been going on for so long that I can remember a lot of stuff. But if there's one one uh, one character that's appeared maybe twice and he's not that memorable, I'm not going to remember it. And the music is not... The they the, the Bob's Burgers movie is in fact a musical, but it is not um, a. Uh, I thought it was going to be music, you know, like West Side Story, but it's not. It is. There's three songs in it. <laughs> there's th- three songs, <laughs> uh, and then there's a four. Oh no, no, there's, there's a fourth song that uh, does explain who the antagonist of the movie is, who's in fact the murderer. Because it is a murder mystery. Okay, so we've done that. Let's uh, let's move on to what I wanted to do. Uh, maybe I think about four or five weeks ago. This is the late night report card for spring 2022. Uh, summer is coming up upon us, and we're going to have a lot of shows going off the air for weeks at a time. Deesa Samira, I'm looking at you. And we're going to talk about the uh, what everybody's done in the world of late night for the past spring. That's usually how this works okay so uh, i'm an avid what makes me the person to do this i'm an avid uh, watcher of uh, late night i love late night so much and um yeah that's it late night's great i was just thinking uh, I, w- I, w- I drove I-, I was driving to the store earlier today and uh i saw uh uh, there's this, an unhoused person, this is what they're supposed to say now, sticking his hand down his pants uh, in front of my building. Not a, there, there's, a, there's a side street and a front street to my building. The main street, and then there's a side street. And I was driving down the side street, and he was by, in between the restaurant and my building. The restaurant was connected to my building. And he was laying on the sidewalk, uh, and he his hands were just in his pants. And I just went, oh, boy. Anyway, she's just, she's, if, you, if you're watching the video, I urge you, I, she, she's just sitting in the kitchen waiting to be fed. This is the scariest thing. It's like having a murderer. It's like having a murderer. Just wait. Ugh. All right. Anyway, so let's talk about late night. Let's spend the next 15 minutes doing that. We so let's start with the uh, let's start with the the elephant in the room, as the people say. I took there's a, so Peloton got a new instructor. His name is Logan Aldridge, and he's missing his left arm. Um, and and 
and I took he, I took his premiere class on Wednesday at like 7 p.m. Oh, also I saw Paul McCartney. <laughs> we'll talk about that in a second. We'll talk about that in a second. Uh, but he he lost his left arm and. Uh, he was a uh, was it wakeboarder or windsurfer? One of those. It was something that involved a rope. Anyway, he that's his story to tell. Uh, he tells it during that premiere class. Anyway, uh, he starts the class in a way I hate so much that it's like such a cliche. It's the way I just did it. Is let's talk about the elephant in the room. My shorts are purple. My tank top's purple. <laughs> it's just like, come on, man. No, he's a fun guy. He's a really nice guy, and uh, I can't wait to take more of his classes. I think they just dropped a whole bunch of his things. Uh, you know, I was, I, I think about this all the time. They need to hire somebody who's just like ugly. They need to hire, <laughs> they, cause like everybody on Peloton is beautiful and, and uh, amazing. And everybody, there's like people of different body types, but they need to hire somebody who is just objectively just a friggin' uggo. <laughs> anyway, I saw him Paul McCartney. <laughs> I drove from Atlanta to Knoxville on Tuesday, Tuesday night, Tuesday afternoon. Uh, laptop in hand, still working on the road. I saw Paul McCartney. I drove, and it was a three and a half hour drive. I, and I drove there, and uh, no air conditioning in my car, so windows down, listening to music the entire way, and uh, podcast the entire way too. And uh, it was great. That the trip doesn't matter. It was great. Paul is wonderful. I saw he did he did like uh, he did Beatles songs. Obviously, he did a song from Wings. He did stuff from his. Uh, his later his last two albums which at this point are like egyptian station and um the one that just came out the one that came out uh, whatever the last one <laughs> so they they did that band on the run i screamed during because i was so excited to hear that song he did liver let die and the light show was fantastic paul mccartney is uh as a true class act and even though i didn't know all the songs i still had a great time it was so fun and so uh, it was one of the it was one of the best concerts I've ever been to. Uh, so if you're key, if you're keeping tally, I've been to three concerts in three weeks. Oh, because I didn't release the last episode. I talked about Phoebe Bridgers. I went to Phoebe Bridgers as well. Anyway, great Paul McCartney, fantastic. I can't believe it. It, it. It's it's so funny because a couple of weeks ago, maybe at this point a month, uh, I was listening to Never Not Funny, um, and and they were talking about how like they chance you know got tickets to see Paul McCartney at the last. Last second, uh, she's now sitting beside me. They got the, the two of the guys got a chance to see uh, Paul McCartney with their wives, and they also gave tickets to uh, their intern Garen, and uh, and they said it was like just a good experience, and you know just to see this might be his last, you know this could be his last tour. We who never knows, but uh, they said it was just like it was so good to see him, and I I, I thought at the time I said yeah man that'd be cool to see him you know. Uh, but then you know you just you just throw those things off, and then I was offered a ticket in exchange for buying a hotel room, and I went, oh, okay, great, <laughs> and I got the hotel room, and uh, and then we went and we had a nice time, and and we went back to the hotel room, slept horribly, and, <laughs> and then drove back seven o'clock the next morning so I could be at work in office at ten a.m. I got back just in time for a meeting, like literally, I had I arrived at ten twenty nine, and I ran upstairs. <laughs> And I, ch- I changed clothes because I, I was so sweaty and gross. I changed clothes with the clothes I wore the night before at the concert. And uh, I put more deodorant on. I still stank. And then I just ran upstairs, did some work, and because uh, we have to be back in the office now. And then uh, and then I, 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 I came back home uh, in the afternoon, finished out my work day here. I was able to – I didn't, I did not shower until I worked, did that 7 o'clock workout. <laughs> I ran, I did a 7 o'clock workout. But Paul McCartney was great. Anyway, let's get to the show. It's 18 minutes in. We got to get to while we're here. All right. James Corden. Uh, we're going to talk about James Corden. And uh, and he's decided to leave the Late Late Show. Um, we, I, we knew this was coming. He was already trying to leave, I think, like, what, two or three years ago when they uh, they gave him an, a re-up or, or he earned a re-up. Anyway, um Corden's leaving a late, late show, and CBS has said, this comes from Peter White, this is the only story in the entire episode, uh, the late, late show, CBS is looking to experiment in late night slot as James Corden prepares their exit. Now, this is there's this is only conjecture. This is We can only talk about this because we don't know what they're going to do. They're going to let him finish out his final year, let him do whatever. Uh, more recently, he's done two amazing things, one with Harry Styles, where they were in New York and they shot an entire video for As It Was or Daylight, one of those. Daylight, it was Daylight. 
uh, and uh, also that album's really great. But Daylight inside of a, a, an apartment in New York in three hours for $300. And then they also, for Tom Cruise's Top Gun Maverick, they also uh, did a, th- I think, oh, well, you know, it's uh, it's like 16 minutes on the show, but it's like, tw- I just saw it on Paramount Plus. It's 26 minutes. I guess they shot a lot more stuff. But they shot a half hour uh, episode, a show basically just to promote Top Gun Maverick. And it's uh, really, they're both really good pieces. And uh, I think Corden, you know, that's what that, this is, that's what Late Night is going to miss uh, when he leaves. When he leaves, that's exactly what uh, Late Night's going to be missing is these uh, really good long form pieces with celebrities. I mean, that's why Carpool Karaoke does so well. Is is and uh, I mean they made it to a show which they probably should not have. In fact, right now as we as I as I am doing this podcast, they are doing a um, live stream of twenty four hours of Carpool Karaoke the series, which on YouTube, which is uh, which is not my cup of tea, but whatever. Anyway, uh, I I really do think Corden is really really good at those at those pieces uh, when he can get um, people that he's friendly with or that are his friends to do these uh, really good things, you know and because cause I think every when you boil it all down, every host is, is really good at one thing. Desus and Miro are – you know what? I, I'll, I'll talk about that in a second. But let me um, – that's what I'll, I'll bring up one thing for everybody. But let me let me get to uh, – but Corden, uh, this for the past couple of months, uh, it's it's been waning. This stuff – you know, and actually in the past couple of years, if you look at his video counts, which, which is I think – uh, what network heads are looking at now. They're looking at, you know, I talk about all the time, uh, ratings for shows have been going down and ratings for late night in particular have just been plummeting. And then, uh, but then, however, uh, when when uh, the advent of uh, the YouTube came along and, and, and Jimmy Kimmel had uh, I'm effing Matt Damon with Sarah Silverman, that's that created a virality, I guess, for uh, for for what for what this could be, and then eventually that was like what two thousand. I don't know. I'm I'm freaking mad. Damon, let's see. I'm. Uh, let me look at the video because I'm actually here. That was thirteen years ago. Is the oldest video I see. Fourteen years ago is the oldest video I see. Okay, here we go. Thirteen years ago. 2009 2009 is when that was and and so that is uh that's it's you know by maybe 2015 is when that stuff started really counting because they i mean i mean obviously they saw it there and they're like all right let's just try to do something cool for tv and then do it for the internet but now it's internet first they're going to make stuff for the internet but put it on tv and you know that's why uh, Seth Meyers is a closer look gets uploaded twelve hours before you can watch the episode. <laughs> no, it's not twelve hours. It's like it's like uh, let's see, the episode airs at eleven forty-five, eleven thirty. I don't know. All right, it's probably uh, or twelve fifteen rather. So it's probably going to be uh, you know six hours ahead or so. Anyway, so uh, but Corden, you know, Kimmel started it, uh, Fallon carried it, but Corden took it to the next level. And uh, it's really important that we get that across. But the, for the past few months, his show does not, you know, just even looking at ratings on here does not get a lot of uh, a lot of stuff. Unless it's somebody who is uh, a big name, then people want to see that. Like the after like, uh, you know, Corden talking about a Texas school shooting. I'm sorry, I should not have brought that up. But that and then uh, and like some and like, you know, stuff here and there. You know, it it takes a bigger name to pull, and and like, and that even that even isn't the thing that can help. You know, you can you can have somebody uh, as big as a uh, 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 I don't know, let me see, Jessica Biel, and it can only get a quarter million views. But he's lucky to get a quarter million views with that, and Rebel Wilson gets half a million. Uh, but then you know you have you have these other ones that just don't stand out. Even though there are names that are recognizable and big and people love them. Like Colin Hanks. I love Colin Hanks. Anyway, I think uh, Corden has done a decent job. And uh, and again, I'm not grading these. I don't want to do that. That's stupid. That's bad. 
uh, and maybe maybe this will become its own show at some point. Uh, if someone pays me, <laughs> I wrote a pitch to um, uh, Headgum. I wrote a pitch to Headgum months ago about doing something like this, and uh, they didn't take it. So I'm, just, I'm probably just gonna make it myself. <laughs> anyway. So, but but in, but all in all, I think it's gotten lazy. Uh, but since the announcement, since all right, so before the announcement, I think what Corden and his team have done has just been for them, and it's been and not in a way that like you know Seth Meyers' stuff is for them. You know, I think it's just gotten it, he's fallen into a trap of uh, Corden rather has fallen into a trap of. We are we're doing a late night show, and this is what we're doing, and we're gonna play games and stuff like that. Um, so, but but when they but when they can strike lightning and strike gold and do whatever, all that crap that is a cliche at this point, then they can and will. Anyway, Corden, good job, and and you know and you know people make fun of him, and he is not for the writers, but but however. Uh, I do think that he has added in a lot of uh, good stuff to late night. So let's continue on with CBS and uh, move on to Stephen Colbert. Now, Stephen, uh, he has a built-in audience, and unlike unlike Corden, his videos are just getting a quarter million is bad for him. Let's just say that. <laughs> so uh, half a million, half a million views. Uh, actually, no, let's say a hundred thousand is bad for him because he does have a lot of hundred thousand views in this. Oh, it's a forty-nine thousand dollar, forty-nine thousand, forty-nine. Uh, K video, but he uh, for for Colbert um, and uh, look, I like him a lot. It's hard to watch. It's hard to watch him because he really does play towards the. I understand you're hungry, Nova. He really does play towards the um, to the audience, and uh, quite frankly, I don't like it. Uh, <laughs> I think it's I think it's boring, and I think it's, it slows down the show. Um, and uh, and I'm not saying this because I wrote a packet for him. <laughs> And they didn't choose me. They didn't hire me. I'm not saying that one bit. What I do appreciate about Colbert is that uh, he, because I just said something mean. So what I do appreciate, it's not mean. It's just something I don't like. But what I do appreciate about Colbert is that he, from the outset, has always been of the mind, we're going to have celebrities and we're also going to have business people and we're going to also have Congress people. Uh, and anyone just involved in those worlds of business and politics uh, which you should not mix hey um and so uh i i i do like that they have that but then you know they have just a bunch of silliness that doesn't quite work like if i'm looking at a video about it's what i assume is a dub of the man in the yellow hat and curious george uh from the curious george pbs show uh, a show that i maybe have watched <laughs> when i was too old to watch <laughs> Definitely too old to watch that. Uh, <laughs> but uh, that's why I work in cartoons now, guys. Um, and it's and it's just it's stuff like that is just just un it just misses something. It just misses something like this the the cold opens he does or they do rather the cold opens they do there the the just doing voiceover on something that like just dubbing dubbing is not funny. It hasn't been funny in years. Uh, but then when when he has people on, uh, when he has senators, when he has uh, like a secretary, uh, secretary, um, excuse me, I'm sorry, secretary Mark Esper, when he has when he has people like that on, when his monologues are, you know, do well because they do have great writers there who can do uh, really good monologues and Colbert can carry it and he can deliver it. And uh, even though the monologues are 11 minutes long, uh, uh, five minutes of, the, of that is clapping. <laughs> And cheering, uh, which is very true. Seriously, stop, stop it. I hate that. I don't like it. <laughs> I just think that's a waste of time. Now, there's a lot of clapping and cheering in every single one of these shows, uh, with the exception of Decent Samira because they're smart, uh, and Samantha B because she's smart as well. Uh, but I'm just I'm sick of it. Anyway, and uh, and the behind the scenes stuff, the late show me more. Uh, I like it all. Just give me more behind the scenes. It's great. It means you care. Um, which is not something I could say about Gordon. <laughs> I will take over that spot, though. I will. I, I swear on my life. You know, they gave Adam Pally and Ben Schwartz uh, an hour to do Late Late Show, 
when when uh, when Corden was coming on and and Letterman had already retired. But I think I, I so I think I would I would just give me an hour and I will and I'll and I'll do my best and uh, make it my audition tape. Anyway, Colbert's great. Uh, the in his segments are uh, however his segments are you know besides the 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 animated bit the dubbing stuff and everything of uh, like that uh the his segments really just take place behind the desk like he doesn't have he's not they're not they're not really looking to go out and experiment like like the rest like everybody else is i think the experiments really come from uh everybody else i'm not and like not even and like not even like big stuff like he he does not leave the studio Corden leaves the studio kimmel leave the studio everybody else will leave the studio uh he's not <laughs> and because they found a place and i guess it looks like he's more comfortable there i don't know what would happen if he you know went to washington you can do and he can host live shows all he wants and those can you know be funny and do well but uh, I think if you branch out just a little bit, you're going to get a lot more in return. Um, and, you know, I'm looking at a monologue from a month ago. It's got 1.7 million views. Inflation hits gas, food, and shelter prices. Um, but it could be bigger if that monologue was delivered in uh, uh, Central Park. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know where, what people do. Anyway, he does have extended interviews, too, and the stuff behind the desk. Like, meanwhile... Um, and, uh, I think he just has meanwhile. I can't really, I don't really see anything else. Uh, yeah. Meanwhile might be his only other big thing besides the monologue. I think it is. Wow. So he doesn't have to rely on extra stuff. He probably should. (laughs) Or the Colbert report or something like, no, what's, that's the show. Um, the Colbert questionnaire. That's what he has. That's one of the things. Uh, but that stuff is, I mean, that stuff doesn't, it's not good. (laughs) Compared to the monologue and meanwhile, which are the two big things on here, and then the interviews, and then that's it. That's all they do essentially. Um, so branch out, Colbert. You you can be funny and just test things out, um, uh, and not have to end up. I mean, you're. I assume they're the leader in this segment for uh, for ratings on online and for on uh, on linear. So uh, just try it out. You're not you're not gonna you're not gonna do it do it once. You know. And see and see when you get a get a feel because as I keep scrolling, I'm still going. I'm months in, and I still don't see things that I see like three sets of things. Meanwhile, monologue, interviews, and then like dubs, uh, overdubs or whatever. Anyway, okay, Colbert's good. Let's continue on with Paramount. Paramount's got a lot of uh, uh. Well, we'll stay. We'll stay. We'll stay in um, uh, the land of uh, broadcast first. Paramount, but how, Paramount's got Colbert, Kimmel. No, excuse me, excuse me. Colbert, Corden, Desus and Miro, and uh, The Daily Show. That's crazy. Anyway, hey, stop. God. Anyway, she acts like she's the hungriest thing, and she still has like twenty minutes at most. <laughs> at least, at least. Uh, okay. Kimmel. Uh. So it's good, I guess, that I did this today, because last night, they Kimmel Kimmel did an uh, an eight o'clock or a pre NBA show, and that reminded me that that ABC does do that, uh, and there's a lot of synergy with that stuff. So I I I in particular really enjoy the uh, the Jimmy Kimmel. Uh, pre- hey, stop the pre the pre NBA stuff because <clears throat> it because essentially they're making two episodes of his show a day and now i've got her wrapped up with my feet because she's under the desk um so they're essentially just doing two episodes a day as long as like the finals are going on and uh and the, the 30 minute show is just the same as the the hour-long show with the exception that 30 minute show is uh uh but hey stop it basketball or oscar themed and they usually have like a game and themed guess <laughs> she's eating the dry pasta Okay, uh, like like uh, Corden, there's not a lot of returns on the uh, the the videos online, uh, the interviews and everything. However, his monologues regularly get a million 
views and they're very funny and uh and interspersed with them are usually tiny little bits that they also just cut out and put on as their regular um uh uh regular um youtube like they get their own video slots as well uh however they do have a lot of running things that go on they have live witness news they have this week on unnecessary censorship They've got uh, and oh oh it all goes uh, you know the the uh, the 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 broadcasters they all have uh, music or stand up uh, mostly music so they are they do a great job everybody uploads the music that they show on their episodes and they, they do a great job however Kimmel's good Kimmel in particular is very you know attractive uh, really good because they involve a lot of what they do with uh, the celebrities they interview so. They'll have, you know, the mean tweets, but then they just, they did something that took them over, that took them maybe, I think, what looks to be uh, a month's worth of recordings from previous uh, interviews, and they just asked these people to do uh, the real argument from the Nextdoor app, and it's a, it's a, it's a great, it's a great piece, and then, you know, he got COVID twice in the matter of, like, what, two weeks, and he had he asked uh, John Mulaney, Andy Samberg, and Mike Birbiglia to host, uh, and they, I think when someone is able to guest host and they're able to hold their own in the show, like doesn't change like a second, uh, like like even even when those hosts just do well and they're and they're very funny, but the show is just like like perfectly fine. I think that means you have a really good writing team and, the, and good uh, production staff and. Uh, Nothing changes when when someone comes in and guest hosts for Kimmel, and I I really appreciate that. And uh, and Kim, you know, Kimmel is just a funny guy. He just says some things that are just like he's he's able to. He just gets it, man. Uh, no, he's just able to uh, to deliver uh, jokes in ways that uh, uh, that seem natural and and in a way that no one else can can deliver it. Quite frankly, and they have a lot of good puns. With his monologues on the uh, on the uh, YouTube title cards, whatever these things are called, the thumbnails, they have a lot of good puns uh, that I think are very funny. Uh, and then uh, let's see. So he's not afraid to bring in the uh, audience as well, just like celebrities. He's not afraid to bring in the audience. Like with Light Witness News, they're able to to do a lot of good stuff, tricking the kids and eating their candy. <laughs> and then they also have pre pre tapes as well, uh, like this. The the number one most popular YouTube video ever with the the Katy Perry and Jimmy Kimmel yum yum nom nom toot toot poop video, uh and so uh, things like that very funny and then the other thing I, I liked I liked that he and uh, Fallon were able to do what even though it took them a couple years was switch places I like it when you drop the uh, the corporate nature of things and and you can bring an NBC over to ABC and ABC over to NBC. It's very fun. It was very unexpected, and I really enjoyed that. Uh, but one thing, since I guess I'm doing one thing I don't like about one thing I do like and one thing I don't like. Uh, one thing I don't like is this corporate synergy that they have over at ABC, uh, where he has to talk about the Bachelor, the Bachelorette, in every monologue, and it. Like as long as they're going on, and and those shows only get I think like what a four or five week break. What it feels like, uh, and it stinks. Oh my gosh, just hearing him like, uh, and uh, you know to go from like uh, you know you know uh, the GOP did some bad things. Oh, and then uh, the Bachelor last night. Uh, this white guy was he got rid of all the uh, the darkies, and so <laughs> he would never say that. But that's just that's just what it feels like, and it sucks, and I hate that. And I don't like the synergy. The synergy is bad. I think they should stop. And then, like, he has to interview. He has to. Blackish went off there, and they have to interview the. I mean, obviously, every every uh, uh, show on a broadcast network does that, but every late night show on a broadcast network does that. So, I just I just don't like that though. I just I just think that. I mean, you know, more so for the Bachelor thing. Everything else is fine, but you know, whatever. I just don't like him talking about. The Bachelor, Bachelorette. I think that's a waste of time. And uh, I, you know, and if I ever, if I ever, you know, when I appear on that show, I will ask him, "Do you actually watch that crap?" <laughs> and then I will tell him, "I think you uh, should not." <laughs> I'm like, "Yeah, Jimmy." Speaking of Jimmy, let's move on to Jimmy Fallon. I did not pull up his YouTube channel. Okay, that's the show. I knew I missed something. I knew I missed a channel. So let me see if I can find it. There we go. 
the Lily Singh channel is still up. All right. <laughs> okay, so <clears throat> Fallon, he's the progenitor of this generation of late night hosts. Kimmel May, I who who was hosting before? Kimmel started in like what, 2000, 2003? Uh I think I just think he's the you know, he's the one did I say progenitor? <laughs> he uh Fallon is the one who has who made it accessible for a younger crowd. Whereas Corden made it for it like his show was uh, is a good is a good way for you know Generation Z to get in. I think Fallon's was a good entry point for all the young people, and that's the and uh, quite frankly that's the reason why people watch. And even though his videos like Corden's don't get a lot of views, I do think that uh, just even trying trying is is good enough for me. And yeah, they play a lot of bad games over at the Tonight Show. And, uh, however, he does have the best band. I quite, quite frankly, hands down the best band. I still can't believe they're still doing it. Uh, uh, and the beautiful Jen Saki, of course. <laughs> he interviewed. Um, I do, I do like, I do like uh, Fallon and and uh, his his kind of you know puppy dog achievability, <laughs> accessibility is what I'm going to say. Uh, I, but you know, there's a lot of, for, for the, for as much as I like them taking swings, there's a lot of misses. There's a lot of swings and misses and things that just don't work. And, uh, I don't, and you know, no one's good. I, I mean, no sane human and I can, and I can assur- assuredly, I can for sure, I can for sure say this about, um, Fallon and his team. They're not going out and saying, this is going to be a hit. People online are going to love this. I think that they are putting out these games and going, well, let's see if this works. Let's see if this works. Let's see if this works. And if it does, then they'll bring it back. Uh, there's, you know, this show's still able to pull a lot of big stars. Uh, Millie Bobby Brown, Post Malone, Howie Mandel put, put, put fake tattoos on his face like Post Malone. That's very funny because he was on the same episode. That's very funny. I'm looking at the YouTube channel right now. Um, they have a lot of breakouts in YouTube shorts, which I can only assume are what the same videos they're putting on TikTok, which makes sense. And Instagram, I guess. I don't follow them on Instagram. I don't follow any late night shows on Instagram. I don't see any point because I watch them. I watch them. I watch late night shows the way that um, sports players watch tape. <laughs> I'm just like sitting there with like a notepad. I go, all right, that's good. Yeah, yeah, okay. Oh, that's a good one. Yes, yes, okay. Oh, he, the, the way he told that joke. I don't know. He should have saved that one for last. He should, oh, boy, he's going to follow up with this. Okay. <laughs> I have a book about writing for late night uh, that I pick at here and there sometimes. I love late night. It's really good. Anyway, uh, they're but they're still they're still able to get a lot of good guests, and it's a it's a very it's a very light show, light and easy breezy. It's like the HGTV version of uh, late night shows, um, where you know John Oliver will talk about something heavy and hard. Uh, you can expect Jimmy Kimmel not to, <laughs> not Jimmy Kimmel, Jimmy Fallon not to. Too many Jameses. Add a Chad in there. Add a black Chad. Me. Anyway, good show. Now we're talking about late night with Seth Meyers. Hands down, my favorite late night show. Um, I like, you know, when Conan went off the air, I was I was lamenting like, oh, I gotta find somebody else to to watch number one, you know, to be my number one. Uh, so, you know, the pandemic. The only the <laughs> this is so bad. The good that came out of it for late night is that they it, it pushed these hosts to different avenues to try different things. Uh, everybody had to do something new. Some people faltered and some people grew. And in particular, I do believe that, uh, you know, I think Kimmel really improved. He, you know, he was already good in the first place. I think that, you know, he got a little bit more relaxed cause he was doing it from home. And then he kind of brought that attitude to the show, even though beforehand he was already like, already at, you know, zero relax, you know, he's already at zero on stress. And now he's at, you know, negative 10. Uh, it's because of the tears, the tears that he cries every time something happens in this world. <laughs> Always crying that Kimmel. Uh, that's another thing. I don't, no, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But for Seth, uh, Seth has, there's just an, just like Kimmel, there's an attitude of, uh, we're going to try this. Well, no, just like Fallon, there's an attitude of we're gonna try this. If this doesn't work, um, 
then too bad. And then, just like Kimmel, if something uh, stinks, there's just honesty. So he has the Fallon attitude of, we're going to try this. If it doesn't work, then too bad. And then he has the Kimmel attitude of, uh, this didn't work. That sucked. <laughs> and let me react on it in the moment. And you know what? And he, he's better for it. Uh, his interviews do not get any type of looks. The only things that, that get uh, the most amount of views are the closer looks, obviously. And then they have the other desk bits, uh, such as uh, Seth and the dog. Um, <laughs> oh, back in my day. Back in my day, that's what it's called. Uh, what else? What else? Uh, oh, God. What's the one with Amber Ruffin and um, Jenny Hagel? Uh, I've been calling it something else in my head. And it is not PC, what I've been saying, because <laughs> it's a joke. Uh, but it's uh, but it's not that. Anyway, they, the, the the things that get the most watches are the closer looks. And then uh, Joke Seth Can't Tell, that's what it's called. Uh, joke Seth Can't Tell, also very funny. The stuff that John Lutz brings, very funny. The stuff that their writers bring. Um, the emergency inspection of the writers' jokes. This, I, It's just... It's consistently funny, that show. And it's mostly because Seth, mostly, excuse me, because Seth and his crew, this is, I think, the only show since Letterman and since Conan that allows the crew to be part of the show. Oh, also for Kimmel, I want to mention that he did get Lou Wilson as his new announcer. It's great. I think Lou Wilson's a very funny guy. He's a very funny comedian. I had no idea he was writing for the show, and I'm glad he's a writer slash announcer for the show. So that's wonderful. Late now with Seth Meyers, he's able, you know, this is why Amber Ruffin has her own show. This is why Jenny Hagel is the head writer of that show too. And they and they and they keep these jobs here at Late Night with Seth Meyers and uh I mean, it's just just the funniest people write for this show. And there's a good mix of young and middle-aged and I just I like what what they're able to do with the desk stuff is just so oh at, at this point the broadcast is very funny. Uh, uh, Seth talking about his book <laughs> not doing well on the, the New York Times bestseller li- list. It's just so good. His monologue is just, it's classic. It feels like Johnny Carson, but then everything else feels modern. It's its so good. Oh, Amber Ruffin uh, recapping and reacting to things. It's, it's just, uh, I mean, I can't believe how, how good this show, how good this show is. And then also, corrections he's really trying for an emmy push for corrections which is an online only thing where he allows fans to write in corrections to the show and it's and it's like where conan's was fans writing corrections that that are like you know wrong and and then conan's writers try to prove them wrong this is corrections where it's just him behind a desk and uh wally and and everybody else and like the writers and you know and, and just camera guys and just and crew just sitting there laughing because it's so stupid because he just craps on people so good i love late night south myers that's all that needs to be said let's move on to amber Ruffin's show okay here is a very big twist uh with the newest season of the amber Ruffin show it is a weekly late night show on peacock it was on the free version of peacock They've moved it to paid, and which I don't pay for Peacock. Believe it or not, I pay for a majority of the streaming service. I don't pay for Peacock right now. I'll pay for it when Girls Five Eva ends the season. Uh, the problem is they still they they still put the stuff on YouTube. However, it is so difficult to sit down and watch, you know, you know, twenty to thirty minutes of something on YouTube, and then. Uh, and you know what? Actually, I even forgot the show was back for a little bit, uh, which sucks because it's a very funny show. And so now I, I watch videos, you know, sporadically. Uh, if it's late night, I just kind of because I because I watch everything else as a whole. I just kind of want to watch the show as a whole. They should not have moved it to Peacock um, Prime, <laughs> Peacock proper. They should like they should have just kept it on free. That's what like the paid version. It just stinks. I just. I don't want to have to pay to watch this late night show. And if you think that, you know, that's going to get you more subscribers, it's not because this show was not pulling in big numbers in the first place. Uh, However, that being said, 
Amber is very funny. So that's one thing I don't like. One thing I do like, Amber's so funny and she's so personable. And she, out of everybody who hosts Late Night, I want to be best friends with her because she's so relatable and uh, her outfits are fire. Hair is great. And again, she's hilarious. It is just, it's so, it's so funny. And although it is, she is reading a cue card. You can very much tell that. Uh, and then like Seth Meyers is like late night with Seth Meyers, a show that she works on her and Jenny and, um, Wally, the cue card guy, uh, they, uh, the interaction between her and the people that she works with, just fantastic. Just fantastic. I love it so much. That's the Amber Ruffin show. Again, I haven't seen a lot of it in the past couple of, uh, weeks in months because it's moved to Peacock Prime and it's just so hard. Peacock Prime, I guess I'm saying that. Yeah, it's just so hard to, you know, uh, sit down and watch a bunch of the same, you know, let me watch this YouTube stuff in a row. It's just easy. It's easier when, you know, if I'm watching a bunch of SNL sketches, not skits, sketches, then I can jump around from, you know, one from 2009, one from 2018. You know, this is, this is just like, I got to, this was an episode and now it's chopped up and now it just feels incomplete. Uh, okay, let's move on to Full Frontal with Samantha B. I want to rearrange these in the order I need to talk to both of them. In. Hey, we're almost done with this episode. <laughs> Sam B. Sam B. Uh, is a cut above the rest. I don't want to say that. But she's really, really good at what she does. She brings that daily show energy and makes it her own and, 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 and really teaches... She teaches you something by the end of her segments. There's three seven-minute segments, usually, or two seven-minute segments and one uh, music segment. Um, but it's a, it's, a very, it's a very learned show, and I don't feel like she's talking down to me like a certain other host <laughs> that, she, that she used to work with on Daily Show is, uh, John Oliver. And I don't feel like that she's pandering me like, every, uh, like John Oliver or Stephen Colbert. Uh, but she's <laughs> she, – what – what she does, there's like a lot of a lot of focus on women, which is which is good, um, and and a lot of focus on her correspondence, which is also good. I think that uh, Sam B has one of the more Kimmel Kimmel can deliver jokes in a way that no one else can. That they seem so natural and it, and they they seem like they hurt, you know. Like he'll deliver something, he'll say it, say something about Ted Cruz, and I think. If Ted Cruz heard this, he should like, and and he has any uh, like emotion in his body, he should be hurt by this joke. Uh, f- Sam B can do that, and also get to a point and tell you something at the end of it, and uh, that's that's just really great about her. My one concern is what will uh, Discovery do with this show since they canceled every other TBS show. Uh, there's a lot of they. I mean, she's already on Thursday night and. I think there's a lot of utility they could have for her, and she's very funny. And I and I think that we need to put her in the forefront. Um, uh, they already don't have an audience on that show, which is great because of the pandemic, and it's and it's and they've been able to do so much, so much better with her without an audience. Uh, even though the audience wasn't even in the way in the first place, it's one of the few late night shows. Uh, even on Decis and Miro, the audience when they had an audience was bad. It was just straight up bad. But this, the audience that was here, they. They they didn't ruin the show. Uh, Sam B is truly a gem, and I think she's um, she may she may have made herself uh, second second place behind Seth Meyers. Still losing to a man. <laughs> okay, Sam B. Let's go on to the Daily Show. I mentioned already. Uh, Trevor Noah. I think you know bringing the audience back really really helped. With his comedic timing, he's he's a funny comedian. Uh, I think uh, the show the show is great, and the the correspondence he has Ronnie Chang, Michael Costa, Jordan Klepper, uh, I'll name a woman: Dulce Sloan, <laughs> Roy Wood Jr., and Desi Lydic. Everybody is so good and so funny. There's you know John Stewart. Uh, I guess I should add his show in here, but I don't really watch that. But uh, John Stewart's version of Daily Show. Yes, it changed the way late night was, and 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 uh, and he was able to you know talk to the future redditors of the world. Um, but Trevor's is diverse 
and uh, the stuff that they do is a little a little bit more immediate, especially since it's going to be it's for the internet, whereas the original Daily Show was not that version. The iteration with John Stewart was not, uh, and I I really do appreciate what they do. Um, Trevor really needs an audience. He bringing them back to the studio uh, was just the best move they could possibly do because this. He, I, I hated watching him do cutaways, and he still does cutaways, which is frustrating. <laughs> I don't like the cutaways. Trevor, stop doing the cutaways. They're not funny. Just do, just, just do, just do what you got to do. Don't do the cutaways. All the, the animated stuff they bring up, and he's got to turn to a different cat. Don't do that. That's not fun. I, it's just, it's just, ugh, God, it just, it comes off as uh, bad. Anyway, Jordan Klepper, they're allowing him while he, I don't want to say failed, while his show, his show did not work out because we couldn't have a Colbert-esque show, in the, a Colbert Report show-esque uh, version of that show in this time um, because people are stupid and will believe that. Uh, the stuff that, you know, him traveling around essentially and doing stuff about gun rights or uh, the GOP is just, or the My Pillow guy, it's just so good. Ronnie Chang uh just he he's a he has a lot of like a lot of silly stuff uh, you know it's just he's just being silly he's a silly guy uh, i do think ronnie chang um is is probably one of my favorite correspondents um they're uploading the podcast beyond the uh beyond the scenes onto the youtube which uh is good um i think more outreach to with if you can if you can do stuff that's online exclusive you're really going to retain an audience that's really good um Trevor's Trevor's you know 14 15 minute monologues are fantastic. His interviews are I I will say this he's one of the best interviewers. I think Seth is a really good interviewer because he obviously has the card and uh but he doesn't look down at the questions and he just like he like leans back in his chair and makes eye contact and talks to the people. And that's what I can also say about Trevor. Trevor can do the same thing. He can he can really connect with the person. Whereas for for Colbert, I think he's just going through the motions and asking questions. You know, uh, uh, when it's something that's not pertinent. When he's talking to a movie star about a movie, he's just asking questions. But when he's talking to a senator about you know voting and stuff, then he know he can he can do he can do smart things like that. Um, Trevor Trevor's uh, just a naturally funny guy. He doesn't even have to try, and he just comes off as just so charismatic and so charming and funny, uh, and I really appreciate it. You know when you get like a <laughs> – I just got like a, a very third-person view of myself going, why am I doing this? <laughs> and then also between the scenes, I love that stuff. I love the stuff where Trevor's talking to the audience. That's He has the best rapport with his audience, hands down, hands down, best rapport, and, I, and, and it's just fantastic. Uh, so keep up with that good work. Stop with the cutaways. They're not funny. They're not funny. Desus and Miro, my boys, Desus and Miro, um, they're, you know, this past spring has not been good for that show. They had to, they were cut down to one episode a week um, by the brass over at Paramount. Uh, I think they should continue doing two episodes a week, but obviously Paramount's trying to, they're like, we're, they're trying to make it work. There are some, like, the, what 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 they're really good at is Desus and Miro are fantastic at. Uh, I scrolled. They must have been on a long break because I scrolled maybe like three. I have a. They have. I scrolled maybe like f- three or four times, and I'm already back at like six months, which is insane. Uh, there's two things I don't like about that them. Um, I like. I love the show. I love them. I just don't like that they go on such long breaks. And two, their interviews aren't cohesive. They're not very good. Uh, <laughs> but I do think the their their rundowns, their whatever you want to call it, the top of the show, that's so funny because they're just talking about things that happen around the you know around the world or around the internet. But the problem is they can't do that for an entire show because that's how they were burned out on uh, the Vice show. And, uh, uh, and you know, and you can also say that they were, they were being pushed their limits over there because they're doing what, four or five episodes a week. Uh, but then, so here's what I think should happen. If you cut them down to one episode a week, they need to go to 45 minute episodes because it's insane that these episodes are what, 25 to 28 minutes long. And 
and uh, we get extended interviews online. But those inter- I, I did like a claw motion instead of bunny ears, but ex- or quotes uh, extended extended interviews are you know if they're if if on the episode they're ten minutes long, the extended interviews are two minutes long, which is insane. They need to do and that and now they're they've introduced something called happy hour, which is um, not my favorite. <laughs> Everybody's got their own different styles and tastes, uh, and but then they also have pre-tapes, which they're doing more. Um, sometimes they're uh, sketches, uh, which I think fall flat, and then other times they're things where they're 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 uh, messing with people in public, uh, which is good. I think that's great. Um, there was a, a couple of weeks ago. I think they did something. They didn't do anything. It was they. They had like two of their writers go out onto the streets and like ask, "Are you cheating? Are you a cheater or something like that?" And hey, it's a funny premise, but it didn't work because it wasn't Desus and Miro commenting. She's wanting. She wants to eat. She wants to eat cardboard now because <laughs> she's so hungry. It's it's just about time to feed her. Uh, so we'll get right through this. But they they need to. I know it's a lot of. They have writers, and it's a lot of work coming with stuff off the top of your head. You know, talking about stuff that happens on the internet, and uh, but they should really focus less on the pre-written stuff and just have writers pitch things as opposed to uh, uh, the pre-written stuff. The sketches are just aren't they just don't work for me in any form or fashion. Uh, but I think uh, hands down, they're the the two most natural funny guys uh, on on in late night. Just they're so they're so funny. And finally, last week tonight, we're not talking about John. Uh, we're not talking about John Stewart. I was gonna say John Oliver. Uh, his this show, this show has not changed. If Colbert's show it does the same thing every single day, day in and day out, uh, this show does everything the same thing every single week. Uh, and if not, if not every single week, they it's it's the stuff they do for. Okay. The reason why last week tonight is it always wins an Emmy is because uh, they found a thing and they do it well. Just like the Goldbergs is, I think if you've been watching it since it started, it's always been a very funny show. And obviously they found some. They found you know, uh, here's the A story, here's the B story, here's what happens in Act One. Into Act Two, uh, one char- character A walks away from character B because they're mad or they're sad or disappointed or something. And then at the uh, middle of Act Three, they make up, and then everything's fine. Um, last week tonight, they do uh, an opening monologue, and then oh god, I think that's these. All right, they do an opening monologue, and then they do, um, and now this, which they make fun of, I guess, local news anchors or whatever, and then they do the. 20 to 25 minute story which works and it's easy for them and it's predictable however also they shoot that show on Saturday he's mentioned that a couple of times and I think that's so strange I mean I guess I guess that's how you get the most um, accurate story because something could happen last minute anyway all right, so that that all that stuff works, and they do do some uh, online only web exclusive stuff. I do I do like that. Um, they need I think they need to branch out, and he tells, you know, they tell the same style of joke over there, where it's da 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 and that's a, then that's still a joke. Like you thought, you thought this was a map of Oregon. This is an actual map of Oregon. You're stupid. And actually, no, this is a, like that type of joke is a, is the samey thing that kind of feels the same. Um, however, just like Sam B, you learn a lot. However, you're also getting talked down to a lot here. And there's a lot of disingenuous uh, joke telling where. You know, he's he makes the joke. I'm an old British guy. I'm an old British white guy. I don't know things. But then he'll say, like, he's a total daddy or she can get it. You know, things like, or no, he would never say that, I guess. But he's like, he can get it. I would totally lick his yum yum. You know, things like that. And it just doesn't, it doesn't play very well. <laughs> to me, at least, to the audience, they friggin' love it. To me, it just comes off as uh, uh, it doesn't work. It doesn't work for him and for his type of person, for his type of comedian. Um, 
Like, I wouldn't come out, you know, on a show talking about wakeboarding. So, you shouldn't be delivering... (laughs) You know, you shouldn't be delivering Gen Z words and phrases. Anyway, I mean, that's... There's not much to say about John Oliver. He's, like, like, truly, they found something that works and... It explains why they are leading in that segment. Uh, so, yeah, that's that's John Oliver. Okay, we got through it all. I didn't grade anybody. I don't. I don't, I don't talk smack about anybody because I don't need to. Because that's not the reason why this show exists or this segment exists. Listen, if you like what you heard here, head to the website cpluscomedy.com where these interviews, <laughs> the emails have been sent, <laughs> and they're coming, baby. They're coming. If you want to see a video version of the show, head to youtube.com slash comedy where you can see me sitting in a shirt that I think I wore like three weeks ago on a podcast. Uh, and you can see Nova acting a fool in the back. Knocking things down, eating on stuff. Also on youtube.com slash comedy, C plus comedy, you can see uh, uh, the show that we usually do. News time, premiere show. It's great. There's episodes coming, I promise. Um, and uh, Twitter, Instagram at T plus comedy, Twitter, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram for me at Chad Black White. Like us on Facebook, rate, review, subscribe to the show on uh, whatever podcast platform you get. Tell your friends, please, so I can stop doing this next time. Some money. Uh, okay, all right, we're gonna end this show the only way I know. The iPad has been on the entire time. I did not notice that. <laughs> Usually it goes to sleep. Uh, and usually I turn off this, the sound input, but I did not this time. Okay, bye.